Welcome to the HR Heroes Podcast, where we bring you the latest information to help business owners, entrepreneurs, and managers manage their team through COVID-19 and beyond. Listen in as we share leading edge information with experts across a variety of fields, from HR to legal, from negotiation to mental health, and so much more to help you not just survive, but thrive through the pandemic. And here now is your host, Natasha Porter. Danny, we're back, refreshed and ready to punch out session two of our legal podcast. What are the risks that business owners aren't seeing? For example, if the lockdown, complete lockdown comes mm. and we're at home for months, what are the risks that we're not seeing? We've spoken about mental health. I think that's going to only increase. We've all got, uh, as employers, a duty of care and that's enshrined in many different sources and not the least of which being work health and safety legislation and it's reasonably foreseeable for all of us that this is an incredibly risky mental health situation and so i think we've got to take that more seriously than we ever have and it to, to society's credit it has been getting more momentum people are paying more attention to it but not enough and certainly not in a sufficient way to accommodate a lockdown. Um, that's, that's a biggie. So what's your advice um, around working from home productively? I know it's fairly new for you and your team. What do you think business owners and managers need to do to make it work as effectively as it can? Given that you are as prepared as you are in all things and you primed me, to this question. I've been thinking about it. I've been talking with my team and my business partner, Kevin, um, earlier today. And we have formulated uh, a theory that is probably going to be deeply unpopular with business. And so apologies in advance for people, children. Uh, this is proving my point, who are going to be disappointed with this answer. But it is not the same. Mm. And the, the noises in the background, the distractions. distractions, the obligations, the different context is absolutely going to have an impact on how you provide the services and also the volume of services you can provide. And that's okay. Mm. It's different. There are savings in that we're not traveling anywhere. So there's no commute to worry about. Uh, <laughs> also, in a lack of ironing, yes. big benefit. Yes. Big benefit. Uh, I feel like one of those news presenters wearing Okanui's underneath yes. their nice business shirt, although it's tracksuit pants. So yeah. <laughs> very comfortable. But there are other kind of drawbacks in it that if you beat yourself up over it, you're going to lose more time in that sense of panic and despair than you would if you just picked back up when you can. Mm. So I think my biggest tip is understand that you are going to have to cut yourself, your colleagues and your other contacts some slack. Mm. It's different. Yeah. Don't pretend it's not and it's going to be okay. Set realistic targets. And if you don't achieve them, don't beat yourself up. Just shift them to tomorrow. Unless yeah. they're time critical and then you stay up all, all night like normal. 
pretty simple. <laughs> so if we think about the flip side, what if your employees are not performing well in the working from home scenario? And, and maybe some of this is around being a bit more flexible. Um, I mean, for many business owners, there's a big trust issue because they used to be able to keep an eye on them at work physically. Um, you know, what is your view if, they, if you do think that they're not performing? What's your advice? Yeah, so in New South Wales, we've got the Workplace Surveillance Act. So as a starting point, I think all employers shifting into this remote working environment should have at least a policy that deals with surveillance because that will allow you to examine things like metadata in the back end of computers, access to the cloud-based services, and simple things like when a person logs on to their computer and when they log on off at the end of the day, you can also look at uh, periods of inactivity. There are some apps that you can load. I, I know I think you actually put me onto Rescue Time many yeah. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> And that's a really good example of something that you can just put on everybody's computer as a policy that everybody must have and generate reports. And you can reflect back on how much time someone's spending on Facebook during the day or how much time is inactivity because people have got devices. And so they might be doing all of the fun things on their phone. Yeah, on their phones. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, if it's an inactive period on the screen and there's no phone call to cross-reference the and justify the absence from productivity then that's one way to do it and that's assuming you need a computer to do your job mm -hmm. the other way is to focus on outcomes instead of hours mm. and i know that it's a, a difficult concept particularly for people who are used to managing in a, an older style. Mm -hmm. And it's a, an emotional shift. But now's the time to give it a crack. And the worst that can happen is it doesn't work. Mm. But you'll have looked quite good and innovative to your employees that are probably thinking you're a bit of a fuddy-duddy. Mm. And you can... You know, potentially make some really big gains. Yeah. You know, I think most people really want this to work, you know, mm. whilst they are probably starting to get some cabin fever, if not now, shortly. Um, the reality is, for many, they feel safer at home, especially if they've got families, they want their kids out of school. And so, you know, there's never been a better time to try and make this work because your, your employees want it to be successful for the vast majority. What about, let's talk about those, we talked about some people exiting too quickly. What are the risks to business owners if they do exit someone unfairly? Look, the law still applies. There are no free kicks because of coronavirus. And uh, it's, it's not a shield. You can say it was stopped anyway, so I just didn't care. Especially with the way the accessorial liability provisions apply in the Act, uh, so unfair dismissal, not so much, but for breach of the general protections, uh, underpayments, those sorts of things, where it's a civil penalty provision under the Act, then Section 550 ropes in the human. And so if you have a business that closes down and the human decides to keep the cash instead of pay it out, then the 
the remedy, which can be commenced by an employee, by the ombudsman, by a union, on behalf of an employee, uh, the remedy is to join the accessory and then apply authorities in line of the step ahead security decision. And you know, we've recently applied it in a case we ran uh, and it was, uh, um, it was proved by Justice Bromwich in the federal court, Tran and Kadari. You can get joint and several liability so that the human has to pay the judgment debt of the company uh. if it doesn't exist anymore Wow. Or on a joint and several basis, which is what everybody's putting in these days, so that there's someone to pay the judgment debt. So you mentioned in that general protections. Can you explain that in layman's terms for our listeners? Yeah, it's unhelpfully described as a general protection when it's the concept of general protections is actually like a basket of rights that you have. And the, the key ones that most people focus on is the protection from being treated adversely in your employment, where you have exercised a workplace right or you have some form of a protected characteristic. Mm -hmm. And it's a modified form of discrimination mm. that extends the application across to much more. Mm. So we have heard a story of um, you know somebody saying tell fair work to come after me because i won't have a business after that do you think uh, fair work can and will still chase people who do the wrong thing in any modern economy we've got a supply and demand issue here mm. there's only so much that the ombudsman can do with the resources it currently has and there's a lot of bad stuff happening mm. everywhere so yes, theoretically, they will absolutely pursue in accordance with their mandate, people who are flagrantly flouting their obligations under the law. Whether you are gonna be one of the people that they put their focus on is another story. Mm -hmm. I know the government is seeking your thoughts personally on what we can do to deal with the fallout from the pandemic. What do you think, what more could be done to reduce the impact? I think we need to shake off some of the doom and gloom mm. and really help people to innovate out of this and support innovation and celebrate it and, mm. and facilitate that kind of sharing of ideas and camaraderie and, you know, mateship. It's, mm. it's the Aussie way. So mm. I reckon... Uh, it's a really good opportunity now for us all to, to show each other that this is who we are and mm. we want to help each other and support each other. And by the ISO King desk. Yes. And yeah. <laughs> what a great idea. And yeah. I think people need to think about alternative careers for themselves, even if it might be short term. You know, uh, Woolworths are hiring, I think it's 20,000 employees yeah. or something like that. You know, it might be a different skill set. You might go in and do something different for a little while. But Pivot. I tell you what, it's great, much better than not doing anything. Uh, that's not Pivot. good for mental health. Yeah. Pivot, pivot. And also really help with the job keeper, help employers to understand how to leverage it. Yeah. Because it's one thing to say wages are guaranteed for this particular thing in circumstances where you lose X percent of your profit. 
but there's a, a bit of an attitude amongst some in the community where they're like, well, you have to pay it to me anyway. I'm going to get it anyway. So I may as well sit back and, and cop it. Mm. But that is not the point. No. Let's pull together and let's use that money for what it's intended for and do something awesome. Yeah. Don't miss Best that time. opportunity. Yeah. Great time to think. Um, I know your team has been inundated with work. How are you managing this as their leader? Mm, lots of talking. Yeah. And uh, when I had to go and pick up something from one of my colleagues the other day, I took a little packet of toilet paper with me. Uh, <laughs> uh, asking and just trying really hard to stay present, even though we're distant. Yeah, that's really good advice. Have you seen any other businesses handling this situation really well that you'd like to share? Yeah, look, on a no-names basis, of course, one of the, the coolest ideas, I think, is where you've got a, a restructure that's to put everybody from full-time to one day a week. In doing so, it freed up access to the government stimulus for the, um, the employees themselves. The business already had access to the payroll tax credit stimulus. Mm -hmm. That's kind of that murky thing that's hanging in the back yeah. of the business. And now they're gonna be able to leverage, because they did this before JobKeeper, but they're gonna be able to leverage JobKeeper too. And their revenue has just plummeted. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's a difficult time. But instead of despair, they've innovated. Mm. And so they've got a league table where they're competing with each other. Self-determined teams to come up with ways to help the community and leverage that for either retention or government grant or to sell it for, as corporate social responsibility into organisations. Brilliant. And then they've got a mandated weekly Zoom where they all come together and share ideas and thrash out the best ones together and formulate a plan. And I just think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Fantastic. We need more people doing that. What have you personally taken from living through the COVID-19 experience yourself today? Oh, so that's a good question. That wasn't on my primer. <laughs> Look, it's a crisis opportunity for me because I'm loving the extra time with the kids. Mm -hmm. My, my favourite time uh, is lying down and reading go to sleep now stories yes. to my two and a half year old at nap time during the day. And I just, you know, if it takes me an extra five minutes because she wants another book, I think, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it a go. And yeah. it's just, it's time I wouldn't have otherwise had. So... Lovely. It's a crisis opportunity. If you'd not ended up being a lawyer, Danny, what would you have ended up doing? You said you're a one-trick pony, but if it wasn't law, what was it going to be? Oh, God. It, honestly, it's always been law. I'm so boring. Really? For a ski instructor, I loved to ski, but now I'm a little bit unfit. And <laughs> by a little bit, I mean quite. <laughs> ski instructor. Ooh, I can mm. see that. <laughs> um, who's been your best boss to date and what made them such a great boss? Uh, 
Uh, honestly, I went out on my own when I was 27. Because you didn't have a great boss. Well, that's quite inflammatory. <laughs> <laughs> but I, um, I had some really awesome colleagues and I really appreciate uh, them for being awesome. But I'm not a good person to ask that question of. And if you had your time over again as a 27-year-old old, old entrepreneur going out and doing your thing again, what would you do differently? Nothing. Mm -hmm. You've okay. just got to enjoy the ride. Yeah. And it's a ride. That. Hang on. Have a growth mindset. Understand that there's going to be shit times. It happens. Yeah. There's, there's going to be a hell of a lot better time than there is of the, the bad. And so Excellent. just hang on. So is there anything you'd like to leave our listeners with that we haven't covered off? This is not going to end everything as you know it. Mm. This is an opportunity, this time, this focus on banding together. You know that special feeling when we had the Olympics here in mm -hmm. 2000 where yep. you just walk down the street and everybody was a friend. There's a buzz. Or that special time at school after you've finished your classes but before you start exams and you've got that, mm. that almost twilight zone of different feeling time, we're in that time. Mm. And it's scary, but it's different. And different's cool. Different's mm. not boring. And so don't be scared of different. See what you can get out of it. Excellent. Danny, as always, incredibly helpful, incredibly generous of you to spend your time with us this afternoon. I know you've got a lot going on. I know all about Witching Hour. I remember <laughs> Witching Hour and we are absolutely <laughs> recording this in the middle of Witching Hour. So thank you for your time. I've got to what go is, check on the carrots. <laughs> I know. What is the best way for people to get in touch with you? Oh, Google Danny King Legal. We've got a great team that'll be able to onboard you with any questions that you have. Fantastic. Thanks That's so much Danny spelt the boy's way. Yes. D-A-N-N-Y. Yes. Fantastic. Danny, thanks so much for your time today. Thanks very much, Tash, for the opportunity. Always good to chat. Take care. You've been listening to the HR Heroes podcast with Natasha Hawker. And if you would like access to the episode notes and other resources, or to find subscription options, you can find us at employeematters.com.au forward slash podcast. The HR Heroes podcast is proud to be lifetime members of B1G1.